Hey there, this is Dennis Anyone with Dennis Hensley. It's a podcast about making things up and making things happen. I love talking to different creative types and other people about how they do their thing and what keeps them going. And this week, I have two very special guests, my friends Jeb Havens and Stephen Lee. Jeb is a singer-songwriter that has been on the podcast before, and Stephen is his fiance. And they quit their jobs 14 months ago and have been backpacking around the world ever since. And a group of their friends met up with them in their last stop, Puerto Vallarta, Mexico, for five days, and uh, it was amazing. Um, we, we got this place on Airbnb, a big house with a pool, and there were um, two women that cooked for us every day. It was the life. Um, so on the last day of that, I sat down with them and talked about their travels and what they learned and what it's like to drop out and travel around the world like we all think about doing once in a while. So they did it, and uh, I got their story. Um, before we get to that, I want to encourage you to go to DennisAnyone.net. Um, you can see pictures that go with different podcasts. Um, I'll probably post some from um, Jeb and Steven and uh, our adventure in Puerto Vallarta. Uh, you can also donate to my virtual tip jar. Uh, it helps me pay for the expenses that come along with doing the podcast. And uh, you can email me and other fun things. I also want to... Get in a plug for my Patreon group. Once a month, I post a very special episode with different content. And uh, you can get that for as little as a dollar a month at patreon.com. Search for Dennis Anyone. And if you pay a little more than that, you get different rewards. Um, and I really appreciate it. All right, without any further ado, here are Jeb Havens and Stephen Lee. All right, I'm here in lovely Puerto Vallarta with Jeb Havens and Stephen Lee, my friends. They are ending a 14-month Trip around the world. Yeah. You backpacked all around the world. Jeb, say something so they know your voice. Okay, this is me. That's Jeb That's and me. Steven. Hey, everybody. It's Steven. That's Steven. All right, so you guys are going back to L.A. today. How yes. do you feel about that? It's surreal. It feels totally surreal because literally in a few hours, this adventure that's been going on for 14 months, that started 14 months ago, is ending and we're moving on to whatever the next chapter is. So it's exciting and gratifying and surreal and scary and all of it and it's it doesn't seem like it's real until it's over you know and when we get back is when i think we'll really start to process what what this trip has really done to us right so mm -hmm. yeah no i heard scary but i heard rumblings that you're gonna go to big wings tonight oh of so course, that's what you yeah. miss about <laughs> what you <laughs> miss about la about it's america chicken are wings. big wings the chicken, chicken wings. big wings oh specifically right. big wings in la yeah. chicken wings in general yeah you couldn't to wait get. to get back to America for the big wangs. We already checked. I mean, that's what they say. Good. <laughs> You're good to go. <laughs> Take me back to the germ of the idea. Who You guys have been seeing each other for... Almost four years. Four, four years. years. <clears throat> Who was the first person to say, hey, I've always wanted to do this thing? Or how did it, how did it come... How did that idea float up? Yeah. Well, we were actually on the AIDS ride... A AIDS life cycle. Yeah, it's a uh, charity bike ride from San Francisco down to L.A. Did you both do that? I biked it, and he was a roadie. Okay, cool. Yeah. Right on. So I helped. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we were camping for a week, um, sort of out of our element and doing something entirely different and new to us. Yeah. We are separate, away from work, away from the real world right. that we were used to. And every night, we had nothing but time to just sit in a tent and talk to one another. And <laughs> it started as what would be great would be to just smush some vacation time together and let's go do the same sort of thing in Europe. Right. Let's take a few weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And then that became, well, we've always, both always thought how great it would be to backpack Europe. And you can't do that in a couple of weeks. Right. You know, so yeah. it became, 
maybe we could do it for three months, months. and take a leave of absence. Yeah. So it's something. like it gradually grew. It was like, well, if we're already in Europe, and we might as well go see something else. And eventually, I, th- I think it was you who first suggested it. Like, he, Stephen first put, like, the flags on the ground of, like, well, what if we started on your next birthday, which is nine months away, and then we went for, like, 14 months and ended on my following birthday just to like plant some flags in the ground and then at first we were laughing like oh that's impossible we can't leave for a whole year and then it became like well why not why can't can't we we do it (laughs) how do you leave it with your jobs was it leave of absence was it were you quitting we had to to quit our jobs yeah Yeah. both are um, willing and want us back if we're willing and wanting to come back so yeah um, it, we left on very good terms. Right. I've been with my company for 15 years, you know, so. Yeah, we both left. We worked with Bank of America. Bank of America. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You were doing. I was working for Google. YouTube, YouTube, Google. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and we, because we, we planned for a while ahead, so we made sure we kind of put things in order and gave them advance notice and yeah. left on a good note, so. Um, but yeah, we had to quit our jobs, which was scary, especially yeah. for uh, Stephen being there for 15 years and then <laughs> quitting. Did you ever, as it was building up, freak out? Did you ever, one of you ever wake up in the middle of the night going, "What are we doing?" No, um, no, no. Good. I think you once shouldn't. we had the, once we had the the flags on the ground, the, the dates, it seemed it got real really quick, and then it was just like, "All right, well, we have this giant list of things to start doing." Between now and, and nine months from now. So we, we talked about it like it was our baby. Our little baby. Because we knew yeah. it was coming nine months. <laughs> yeah. Whatever we did, exactly. it was starting. We already right. decided we were the going. Trigger. Yeah. So yeah. without going through every place you went, give us give us sort of the continental kind of order. You started in okay. South Africa. We were chasing um, shoulder seasons, so times when it would be less crowded and or a little bit less expensive. Thoughtful. Um, but also because we were carrying everything in a backpack, we didn't want to have to carry winter clothes. Right, right, right. So we started in the Southern Hemisphere in South Africa because we started in March, mm-hmm. and then moved up to the Northern Hemisphere. Yeah, so we went through Europe, did about four months in Europe, mm-hmm. and then went to India, Nepal, then to, to Asia for another China, few Japan. months, and then to Australia and New Zealand um, for maybe a month, and then South America, and then worked our way gradually north through Central America, and uh, ending up here in Puerto Vallarta. Have you done the math yet of how many miles? Not yet. I'm doing it on the plane home. Yes. Right. <laughs> well, you, you started it, right? I started it, but uh, I'm only, I only got six months in. Yeah, so. six months in, and, and you said we'd already, like... Looped the planet, like, Covered enough miles to loop the planet three times, or something ridiculous. So we, it'll, be a, it'll be a lot it'll be a of lot. miles. I love that. Who, I bet you learned a lot about each other. Who's the best in a crisis? It depends on the crisis. It does really. depend on the crisis because Jeb is very calm, cool, and collected. Right. Yes. So he's. But then I'm the muscle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like good, good, not bad cop. Exactly. We found out we're really good as a team because yeah, if it's a crisis that we need to de-escalate, is that a word? Jeb is absolutely. I'm, the, I'm the one, and then if we need to escalate, then Stevens. If we need to make something happen, no then Stephen gets on it. So it's it's. We learned a lot that we're we're a good pair. I bet you <laughs> met a lot of sort of nurturing types. I have this image of you guys having a mom in every place. <laughs> and uh, yeah. yeah, and them taking to you as like, you know, they're the, the, the kid yeah. of the week. And, uh-huh. Yeah. Well, we stayed with a lot of local people through a wonderful organization called Couchsurfing. Yes, I want to ask yeah. you about Couchsurfing. It was great. And, and, and the people that we met through that was my, I don't know about Jeb, but was my favorite part of the experience. So yeah. couch surfing is sort of like Airbnb, but you just go stay on their couch for free. Right. Yeah. right. So it's an app and a website. It's a community of usually, a community of world travelers, people that are hosting, saying, hey, I have an, a spare room or a couch that you can stay on for a couple nights. And people saying, hey, I'm coming to this city. 
and I need a place to stay and like a shower and just the basics and it's all for free and so you just hang out with the people you had a great local perspective about a place and um, you know on the other side we actually hosted people in LA before we left for the trip to, on, to, to build up to, some karma yeah right. build up karma learn about <laughs> the service and we loved it like we met some wonderful people and had a great time doing that were so. you literally mostly on couches when you did couch surfing or would you sometimes it they'd was, have a whole room for you or yeah. it was a variety sometimes it was a whole room sometimes, sometimes it was a, a couch sometimes it was a floor <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know so but you know going in it's a great website you know going in exactly what you're getting into right. there's photos and everything and so, other people yeah. probably write Reviews doesn't seem the right it word, is. but it's it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It makes yeah. sense. Yeah. No, some, but some people were extremely hospitable, like where we got an entire room. It was it was just like staying in a B and B or something, and and they really took us under under their wing. Like you're saying, like we had some people that really kind of took to us, like wanted to show us the city yeah. and you know cook us food and and take care of us and all that. It was great. But even the ones that we didn't actually stay with, you can use the service just to meet up with locals and hang yeah. out. And so, for example, in South Africa, we made such great friends in South Africa just by meeting up with some people. We would go to their house for dinner. We would go wine tasting with them. I mean, we just this, the, it's a great way to meet local people that just love their city. They love to show you around. They want to get to know you. Yeah. Um, makes the world a little smaller. It, it does. really does. We started it because it's an inexpensive way to travel. Right. But we fell in love with it because it's the best way to see a local version of a city right yeah because yeah. i think the best experiences were where we we stayed with local or hung out with local people and you saw through their eyes why they love the place they live in and right. that like just opens it up in a way that if you're just a tourist staying in a hotel and yeah. following a guidebook you never get that experience and i thought that was amazing what was the most uncomfortable surface you had to sleep on was there one night where you're like this is bullshit <laughs> well a lot of we, had, we slept a lot on trains and buses like overnight yeah. trains overnight buses but there was one. Those were uncomfortable. Sometimes. There was one in Vietnam where we were on a bamboo mat on a tile floor. <laughs> I kind of loved the bamboo. Mat. I didn't love it. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Was, I like a hard surface. Like a hard. Was mat. that one? Was that one night or several nights? That was several Two nights. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, we did do. Also, there was the the overnight trip from like Istanbul to somewhere in Bulgaria, where it was like an overnight bus journey that turned out to be like a bus. To a, a different train, to a different bus, to a different train, so you had to wake up every two hours, like switch to another sleeping yeah. Yeah. arrangement. Yeah. And usually you woke up with Border Patrol's guns in your face. <laughs> just like yelling, like <laughs> lights flashing, like, get off the bus, get off the bus. And we had no idea what was happening until we got there. What destination surprised you the most? Was not at all like what you thought it was going to be like? Japan? Well, I thought you were going to say Japan. Japan at the same time. But now Mexico, since we've been here for oh, so that's long, right, yeah. Mexico. Sadly, um, I think there's a bad reputation for Mexico and Mexico City in general. Right. It feels like kidnapping, and you hear about right. all this stuff. And yeah. it is fantastic. We, right. uh, Several of my friends, I'm like, I want to take you to Mexico City so yeah. you can see it. We've had such, such a great time in Mexico City. Mm-hmm. I was most surprised by that. Japan was surprising because it was very so so different than everything western yeah i was not prepared for how um, i love japan and i wasn't ready for how much i was going to love it yeah. it was so different from western culture such a different culture in a different place that um that was really surprising for me but i agree that mexico all the parts of mexico they've been in yeah. really amazing stuff and you, and you wouldn't expect it from what you you know hear um you know in, in the media. u.s yeah how aware of you how aware were you of what the attitude toward gay people was like in any given place when you would get there you know what I mean? Did mm-hmm. you, were there times where you felt like, wow, this is like the U.S. 30 years ago? Or, like, yeah. what was that like? 
Well, we did our research, and um, we always looked up local laws and sort of what the status was, but then also would reach out to people through Couchsurfing and other social media apps and just ask, you know, is it safe for us to be, yeah. you know, holding hands in public or whatever. So we, we did a pretty good job, mm-hmm. but we also, I mean, we don't necessarily want to go give our business to countries where we're not welcome. So we didn't right. go to a lot of very ungay friendly countries. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you go to any prides? Was there any festivals or any accidentally? Yes. <laughs> oh, we did. We kind of. I figured we would like land on at least one of them, but we right. ended up in a few. Yeah. Um, Bulgaria. Yeah, and we Sophia. had a Sophia Pride in Bulgaria. Oh, I hear Bulgaria Pride. You know, crushes oh, yeah. it. Crushes it. <laughs> yeah. to, well, you know, well, crushes Madrid. it because there's no. tanks everywhere. There's there are tanks. tanks. There's there's tanks po- yeah. So that everywhere. was one. Like you said. What about, do you, like, do you, is it like a festival or do you go? Is it a parade? It's actually a march, and it's the way I picture like marches that actually really are trying to make a difference in the world. Not right. not to knock any other march, but like in this country... It's a real march. political a act. political march, yeah. Yes. It's, it's a dangerous... Like, yeah. there are police lining the entire length of the march. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of the people that were actually there marching were not even gay people. They were supporters. I think yeah. a lot of the gay men are scared. were scared to even be seen. Right. Yeah. Um, so you felt like, I'm going to represent. We, we did, did you yeah. march in the parade? In we the, did, we and did. we actually were on top of this monument... Kissing for pride, and got we made the cover of the news in Sophia the next day. Our photo was the cover of the news. Yeah, yeah. 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 So wow. Because no one, like, there was no one no in the couples. United States. Uh, you go to Pride, people are holding hands and making out, right. and you know what Pride is in the states. <laughs> yeah. There, no one was holding hands. No one was visibly gay. It was all visibly supportive, but no visibly gay. So we were kind of an anomaly by. Holding hands and we actually kissed in public. And right, they're like these guys will do anything. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Well, because we yeah. were just gonna take a photo for Instagram, like in right. front of this beautiful monument with the gay flag, yeah. and we, you know, kiss. And our friend took a photo, and then all these other cameras like came up beside our friend. And we're also taking a picture, like, whoa, we're capturing this crazy moment happening. At, and yeah. it was on the cover of a newspaper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Did yeah. you have? Do you have a copy? We have a digital copy. There's like, yeah, oh, I want to see it. Online. Awesome. I, I think send I send me that, to, and I'll yeah. post it with this podcast. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Try to translate I want to see. And, you were cover boys. Yeah. And one other really cool one was we accidentally ended up in Kathmandu for their pride as well. And we were staying with people that work for the embassy. So the U.S. ambassador actually marches in that pride, which is another very political one. And so we got to march with the um, U.S. ambassador there yeah. uh, as part of that contingent with a group of... Um, um, the amazing drag queens. The that amazing we drag queens yes. that we marched with that fell in love with you. They and you, I think both of us. They they were very yeah. But also very political dead. for them to be out in public in yeah. the fall and yeah. drag because it yeah. was like through these tiny little cobblestone mm-hmm. streets, like crowded with people, and and I think and a lot of it's rainbow flags. Yeah, similar rainbow flags. Very similar. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I love that. What's the most you laughed? Oh, Is there a time you look back laughed. and you think, God, remember how much we laughed that night? I feel like we laughed a lot. New like, Zealand. The, whole time. the Kiwis oh, of New the Zealand. Ki- <laughs> yes. Yes. The people of New Zealand are crazy. crazy they're and great. amazing. They're, they're so much fun. The Kiwis. We got invited to ladies night with That's a group right. of women in, uh, that had gone to the lake and rented a house for ladies night. There were eight of them. And they invited us over. We were sleeping in a tent with no power, no water, no yeah. nothing. And they invited us over for dinner. And we walked in, and they handed us a stolly bolly, which I had never had. Is that an alcohol? <laughs> it's a drink. It's yeah. a mixed drink. It's like vodka and champagne. Yeah. 
But and mostly it's, just a glass of vodka. It's mostly just a glass of vodka with a splash <laughs> of champagne. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I'm like, what in the and world are you doing? And they clearly had had a, had a lot of those already when we arrived, and they were right. so this funny. Hilarious, so, yeah. hilarious. Yeah. So it's like ladies' night at a cabin. Did any strippers come or anything like that? Or no? They weren't needed. It was too yeah. much no, fun. It was, them. yeah. That was really, yeah. The people of New Zealand that we met were really, awesome. really funny yeah. and crazy. What's yeah. the most you cried? Mm. Oh wow! I oh, I was getting like chills thinking about it because in Germany, remember? Oh yeah. All of the memorials um, in Germany, like mm-hmm. the, the Holocaust memorials, and just there's so they, Germany does a really admirable job of just owning their history, and yeah. in Berlin. Was that where the most of the museums were? Yeah. Right. We were just a bunch of these museums and memorials. Um, and just spent kind of all day going to these different ones. Eventually, we kind of had to, like, cut it short because it was just so emotional. That's so much. And, and, and they do just a beautiful job of really, like, owning the history in a very honest way. I so observed that, that as well it. when I was there. Yeah. yeah. They, they want to make sure that it's never forgotten, that they, they learn the right from lesson from it. They don't, like, whitewash yeah. it. They, they want the right lessons to be, be preserved forever. Yeah. My friend was saying that, you know, in, in regards to the refugee crisis, mm-hmm. uh, for Germans... The worst thing that could happen is to be seen as racist. Yeah. In other words, so it, may, it complicates this thing because yeah, they're right. trying to overcompensate because of the history mm-hmm. or whatever. So it's a very That's interesting a dynamic, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. And I th- and I still have, you know, my I didn't I'd never like long to go to Germany. It was always wasn't on the top of my list because it always feels a little hard, mm-hmm. strict. Yeah. All of the yeah. you know Hogan's Heroes, all of that stuff. And when you get there, it's the opposite, and and then they're still working to try to undo mm-hmm. the, the 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 messaging. That, yeah, the sort that's, of that's another country that really surprised me as well because yeah. I had never been to Germany at all mm-hmm. before this trip, and I I loved it. I yeah. loved the time there. Did you guys ever argue? <laughs> never. What are you Did talking you throw about? Down? Uh, you yes. could always tell when it was when we had been traveling too much without a break, where we right. were trying to do too much because. Yeah. We would lose our temper about something over like the dumb. tiniest like, thing. That was my last M M&M. and M. Exactly, pretty uh, much on that yeah. level. It was like remember the first, the very first one yeah. was so our our first stop was South Africa, right? And so to get to South Africa, you fly. It took us like three days. We did like two red eyes in a row, like into Heathrow, and then we stayed in Heathrow, and then came back, and then did another red eye. And so we had just been like awake and traveling for so long. When we got there. And we first got there, and something like the Wi-Fi in the airport didn't work. We had our- made sure we had an international <laughs> plan so our phones would work. Uh-huh. And we'd get to the airport, and neither of our phones worked. No, it and it's such a small thing. And I was like, and we were trying to, you know, we just started, like, because of that, it just blew up into the, somehow, huge, the huge fight. And we, like, we're you standing. Got a huge fight. We're yes. standing in oh, the, big the line, line of customs. customs. The line of customs. customs. <laughs> so we had to stand next to each other. And this fuming. was at the beginning of the trip. On our third day of the trip. We were just, like, fuming. And we had to stand for, like, an hour in this in line. Customs. And we were just, like, silent. Just, like, I refuse to even talk to you anymore. We shouldn't even be on this trip. And then. As soon as we yeah. got in the cab and you could see Table Mountain, we're like, that was the stupidest fight. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, So it was a lot. It was a lot of that, that really. kind of stuff. But not like even a lot of that. When you know you're too traveling. tired. Yeah. yeah. Then, would you ever say, you know what, I need a day to myself, or would you, would you guys mm-hmm. go off and do your own things here and there, or how did yeah. that work? Yeah. We had um, we created something called Singles Day, which Singles <laughs> Day. Woo! Yeah, it's a lot more yeah, yeah. exciting yeah. than it is. But but it was uh, we would just plan a day, maybe once every other week or once a week, where it was Singles Day or Singles Afternoon, and we would each go our separate ways, and usually we, by within an hour or so, we were already texting one another like, "I miss you. I or wish like, you could I see wish what you I was see seeing." I wish you could see this thing that I'm seeing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, usually, I'd go to like some 
museum by myself. And I'd, I'd be like, shopping. oh, what's your hair? And then you'd go shopping. You'd be like, what I bought. And then we'd get back together. Right? You go, did you buy a lot of stuff? Or you couldn't? No. You didn't have a lot of room for stuff. No, we don't have a lot we of had, stuff. We each had one big backpack that was like, what, 20, 20, kilos. 20 kilos, like 50 pounds. But it was like packed with everything. How many pairs of underwear? Three. I had like five because mine were really lightweight. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was luxurious. I decided yeah. to take five. You, 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 you sort of <laughs> I like. I feel like I should flirt. apologize for having taken Did five. You get, like, and like, I would imagine just like a handful of t-shirts. Yeah. We cycled through, so we would each have like two, and then as one would get to, like to where even washing it no longer got the stink out, we would. <laughs> you would buy a new one. I cannot wear this thing one more time. And leave the old yeah. one behind. So yeah, about. Yeah, like four, th- between t-shirts and tank tops, maybe four, four or five, five. options. Yeah. I have a surprise for you. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, wow. A bunch of people in the States got together and played a joke on you that Donald Trump won the election. <laughs> but that's just Thank a God joke. it's a joke. It's we not true. We, it's not true at all. Because we're it's still with her. You're going to go home to President <laughs> oh Clinton. No, so how was that being on the road in all these different countries when all of this was going on back home? Yeah. Well, it was an interesting progression because it started with... Um, people always asking us, will he win the primary? Because they were terrified. Terrified that he would win the primary. And you're like, no. There's no <laughs> way he'll win the primary. They were primary. like, please assure us. Like, are you sure? Because we're, we're terrified, yeah. like in every country. And then he won the too. primary, and we're like, but that's just the Republican, conservative, yeah. you know, primary. The Americans are better than that. They can see how terrible, what a demagogue, all, all the things yeah. about him. And... It just fell through. Yeah, yeah. But it was it was really... I think one of the most uh, interesting things was how it really made clear how much American politics impacts the rest of the world. Because oh. people, people were up to speed. People were up to speed, and they everywhere. knew that it was going to affect them because of the power and influence that America has. It was really, really illuminating. It was always front page of every city in every country yeah. we were in. And no matter where, yeah. There's no other news around the world that's on our front page all the time like that. Right, you know? right. That was the other, the flip side of that is that we know nothing about the rest of the world and their politics so and situations. And so as we learned it, we were like, wow, like there's all this other yeah, they have really a whole complicated thing going stuff on. happening everywhere. Yeah. And we don't, like as Americans, we don't know about any of it. We're too busy covering oh, stories yes. that aren't stories. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> where were you when the election happened? We were right. in Thailand on our last day in Thailand. <laughs> right. We had uh, saved a really great um, day at the spa because it's really inexpensive there. That we were yeah. just going to not watch it and just spend the day at the at the spa. Yeah. We were soak in a pool of hot water. And about get a to get a massage. Yeah. <laughs> and then when you're finished, just find out that Clinton won. And yeah, I mean, not even worry fine. about it. Why yeah. not? Yeah. And we had locked away our phones because we didn't want to look. Right. We didn't want to obsessively be checking the returns as they came in, all that. So we were like, let's just separate ourselves entirely. And then we were like 10 minutes before relaxing, relaxing massage was about to start. And this guy sitting on the lounge chair next to us with his phone just sort of like chimes up and is like to us. Like, Florida just went Florida to Trump. Florida just went to Trump. Or did you see this? And we're like, what? What? No, that can't be right. And then Florida just went or uh, North Carolina just went to Trump. No, no you must be looking at this wrong. You're, you're German. You don't understand how American politics <laughs> and works. And then it was they just called the election for Trump. All in the span of like I don't know Five when he was getting his updates, whatever, but within yeah. well, you, then did you end up face down on a Thai massage? Yeah, thinking the about fuming, <laughs> just fuming. <laughs> the least relaxing Thai massage. It was bad. Yeah, I'm like harder. The lady's harder. jumping on your back. Exactly. Like God damn it. Yeah. Did you ever get really sick? Uh, one yes. time, one time we, got really we both sick. got sick together yes. in India, in Mumbai. Yeah. About what three days in? Three to days being in Mumbai. Yeah. And we were in India for a couple of weeks, and we kind of knew that at least at one point during that time, 
we were going to get sick because everybody gets sick when they go to India. And yeah, a few days in, we was it? Did it knock you on your butt? It for a was. Few days? It's the worst that I've ever. I don't know about you, but it was the worst sickness I've ever had. It literally was two, like forty-eight hours straight of just not even being able to like get out of bed, except, except to have to go to the bathroom, bathroom all the time. Oh, and like it was, it was, and it was both of us, so we're both laid up. Fortunately, we happen Thank to be God. staying with this couchsurfing host who is an angel. Who, like, David. because David, yeah, and he, we were in his guest room, like, feeling, because, of course, if you're a guest in the house, that's the last thing you want to be doing. We're in his guest room, and he's, like, taking care of us. He would bring us, like, bananas and crockers and water, yeah. and he was like, it's okay, like, you know, this happens. Wow. He was, he was incredible. But, yeah, it was, it was kind of, that was, the worst. Um, was, that scary. was definitely the worst. Yeah. It was scary. Yeah. Uh, how many new Facebook friends would you say you got <laughs> from this? More Instagram. More Instagram? Instagram yeah. friends. How, yeah. how would you keep in touch with people? WhatsApp? Instagram? WhatsApp. Everyone, much WhatsApp. everyone in the world uses WhatsApp. We had to yeah. get our family and friends in the States to Up add to it. speed. Yeah, to switch um, over to WhatsApp. But pretty much yeah. everywhere else in the world, WhatsApp is the main communication device. Yeah. Yeah. And even like my, because they also had like voice calling and video calling all and all WhatsApp. that. So all through WhatsApp to keep in touch with family. And then also, because we would post on our Instagram, we created a joint Instagram account. Yes. Team Jim and Steven. You could Instagram go on there and see all of their... Every... Yeah. You know, some days I'd be like, those fuckers. Like, <laughs> what are their they pictures were amazing. And it was... But it was really fun to kind of follow along yeah. with you. If so I that's like that. in one more waterfall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If so I that's... see you in one more waterfall. That's how... So that's how... They're sp- oh, they're in Speedos again. <laughs> Great. <laughs> that's how my family, like, kept up with everything. Yeah. Was they would... It was great. They would always check the Instagram and then sometimes get a text about the latest photo like right after we post it and um, so that was a really easy way to, to, to keep people updated and it's an awesome thing for us to look back and even remember so Some many moments general. that we you know don't even remember yeah. what did you learn about America oh wow a lot a lot yeah. um, well we kind of alluded to it earlier that we are we have such blinders on with anything that doesn't involve us yeah um, we're we, kind of all about us all the time right 100 percent that we think that we know the best way to do everything and that we're the best and don't need to learn anything from the rest of the world, but that's or not true. that we aren't interested yeah. in learning. That That is what I think kind of yeah. stood out to me is that we're not... Because in this day and age, it's just a matter of finding the information on your phone, you know? Right. It's right. not difficult. You just um, need the curiosity and, yeah. and the, you need to care about what else But the idea happening. of being a citizen of the world or even that concept exactly. doesn't doesn't appeal to Americans in the way no. it probably appeals to people yeah. in other Because yeah. people were shocked when we would tell them that, like, some, I forget exactly what the percentage is, but some high percentage of, like, most Americans don't even have a passport. Yeah. And in pretty much every other country, people were just like, what What do you mean? Like, they just don't. What they would give for an American passport yeah. where they can travel the way that America, right the power yeah, of the American the passport the where American you can travel passport. like yeah that's true because it's one of the most powerful passports in terms of being able to travel to any country <clears> in the world <throat> and people just don't even take advantage of that but I think all. the other thing about that um, what did we learn about America is similar to what we learned about the rest of the world is that when you think of a country too often we define our concept of a country by their government right mm-hmm. and what we learned in a really real way was is that we aren't our government, you know? We are individual peoples, like the people that took us in in Istanbul and India and every other country that w- we went to. Everyone was amazing, at, regardless of their government and yeah. what their government rules and regulations and laws are. Mm-hmm. And I think it's similar in the United States that uh, when they would meet us, 
They're like, we don't like your government, but we love Americans. Right. Yeah. <laughs> People are different. That's the way I used to think about the Mormon church. I was raised Mormon, and, like, they're some of the nicest, kindest, warmest people ever. Yeah. Even though the doctrine's super nutty. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's... Yeah, yeah. I think that's what, because we, as we said, we stayed with a lot of local people. We met a lot of locals in every place we went, and it was, people were the same all over. You know, all they love the same kind of, you know, same desires. Like, kids are the same everywhere. Yeah. They're just as, like, adorably <laughs> cute and, and so annoying at the same time, like, everywhere you go. <laughs> and um, everyone's just trying to provide for their family in the best way they can, and everyone's just trying to get along with their neighbor and... Yeah, it's and pretty much everywhere we went, like the majority of people were like, "Oh yeah, oh, and our government's our doing some the crazy worst. stuff." Yeah, and, it's like everyone's yeah, doing the same that. story. Yeah. We're yeah. sorry about those, you know, those yeah. idiots and the whatever. Yeah. yeah. When I was on the cruise ships, I, I, I worked on cruise ships, and there was really a caste system at work. Like this person mm-hmm. was higher than this person was higher than this person, and I really appreciated that I didn't see the crew in the, in that way. I, as an American, you you do sort of you are sort of brought up to believe that. Everyone's, everyone's equal. Everyone, yeah, in a yeah. way. And, I, and it's not just baloney. Like, I really approached that world that way, and I would sometimes get in trouble for fraternizing with people mm-hmm. that were, like, different mm-hmm. level than me or whatever. Yeah. And that's something I did appreciate about America when I mm-hmm. started working that's in an yeah. international. Think, yeah, and I think the, like, we're talking about, like, American ideals or the sort of maybe the founding ideas of America. The sort yeah, of, and the American you know, dream. The American dream. Like, I think, I think those concepts through pop culture and through sort of, you know, some, um, you know, the influence of America, those ideas, I think, are very powerful and very positive around the world. Oh, yeah. And I think people really feel that and believe that. And a lot of Americans, you know, really feel that and believe that, even if we don't always live up to it. It's still, I think, a very powerful idea, and it, it's it's good to Did see. Did they that like President people. Obama? The people that you encountered, everyone loved Obama. Uncategorically, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, everyone yeah. loves Obama. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really, it was really interesting to to see that that difference was like you would go to there. restaurants and there would be photos of Obama. Yeah, that's so in interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But even like because we learned a lot too. Like every place we went, a lot of times we would go to the museums and we do research, and you know, in some of the museums you'd see these big displays of like through history you know how american you know america influenced the country and you'd see photos of obama with this and this great program that he set up here that we didn't even know about, know about. and um just to really you know things that he had done that he had done that, and that affected wow. positively these other countries that we didn't even know um, but yeah there was reasons why they they really loved him what was the pop culture stuff that would come up again and again were there certain 80s tv shows? music 80s music <laughs> everywhere everywhere <laughs> right? they all have 80s american pop music <laughs> It's like, so funny to like because I was fully expecting. So as a musician, yeah. I was like, I'm gonna travel around the world and really experience all the local yeah. music of and all it's these like places. And you show up, it's, you show up, it's like Gloria Stefan and it's right. like Michael Madonna, Jackson and Arlene Madonna, Jackson, yeah. and yeah. Um, it's so interesting, but '80s, not current. I don't 80s, know. Well, yeah, lots of '80s. Different places yeah. kind of had different eras, but. A lot of places were just, they loved the 80s yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. Other places, it was just all Rihanna all the time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And all Justin Bieber all the time. But Especially yeah. the, it, we didn't go to gay bars very often, but when we would go to a gay bar, it was invariably Rihanna. The exa- yeah, yeah, the same exact songs. Every yeah. single place. Everywhere. Until we got gay, bars, gay bars look alike everywhere. everywhere. Yes. Everywhere. They're all sort of yeah. industrial. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're all like and drag and shows. metal. Drag the queens yeah. around the world the are exactly the same. <laughs> like, I swear, I recognized drag queens. Yeah, so like, weren't you just country. in... Yeah. Um, did I see you in San Francisco? Yeah. Like, yeah. Before I Although, when we came to South America, it, it switched from Rihanna to Shakira. 
That's true. That's yes. good. Now, yeah. That makes yeah. sense. <laughs> yeah. That one Shakira song that we've heard so many times. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's not hips don't lie. <laughs> no. Like every everywhere you place. go, <laughs> multiple times. Who's the better with a map? Who has a better sense of directions? I, I am. I'll just. I'll He's just better say with it. a map. I'm yes. better with maps. Like if I look at a map on a phone or a map here, I know exactly how to get to where we're going. But he's really amazing at like, like a homing pigeon. In context, he can tell like which direction we're facing, or can get us back to somewhere through some right. streets. Whereas me, I'll like turn a corner and I'll immediately have no idea where I am. <laughs> right? Did we go left or right or which way is home? And he's like, it's right behind you. <laughs> um, but yeah, but you if like invariably if you tried to follow a map, you'd go the opposite yeah. direction. My sense of direction is better. His ability to, to read Google Maps. Yeah, is better. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was, we had a couple fights early about that until we realized we just need to divide. Divide those. Two you figured tasks. out to divide the yeah, different tasks. Yeah, exactly. Um, it was a lot of work, though, wasn't it? To sort of plan everything. I mean, mm-hmm. you're, you're on a holiday, or, or you know, right. you're in travel mode. But there was still a lot of yeah, it is a well, lot of work. a lot of figuring out, a lot of which research. is another thing we learned for the length of time that we were doing. It is a lot of work, and so what we did is we split the load. We would split countries. So like you're going to do Uruguay, I'll do yeah, Brazil or whatever. Exactly, and yeah. so, so one alternate. person got to take some time off from planning. Yeah, but also got to kind of be surprised by the things that we were doing. Oh yeah, you know, and didn't have to worry mm-hmm. about planning the budget or any of that sort of stuff. Yeah. Did you do any adventurous of, uh, things? Like when I was in New Zealand, everything is adventurousness. So yeah, I yeah. did like this canyon rope bungee kind of thing. That, yeah. I would never have done anywhere else, but over there you kind of get caught up yeah. in the yeah. yes, what it's all about. We Especially did a couple of things there. like that. Yeah. yeah. What else did we, what did we do? We did the uh, where you go black water rafting. You're in a cave and you're on your back in a little in inner, an inner tube. tube, and there's the glow worms coming down from the ceiling, and it's pitch black. Pitch black, except for these glow worms. Except the glow worms coming down. It's amazing. So you're like the only light things. you have are these creepy things yes. that might land on you, <laughs> and you're like floating <laughs> through this water. Like where were you? In a cave. It's outside in of Auckland, White, right? in New Zealand. In Wow. Yeah, Yeah, that was was really cool. We did um, whitewater rafting in Honduras. Oh, we got certified to scuba. We got certified to scuba dive in Thailand. And we scuba dived in the Philippines as well. That was really amazing. We did adventure stuff. We were going to do hang gliding, but then decided to spend that money on steaks instead. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) We're doing the budget. We're like, well, we could both go hang gliding in Rio. Or we could go to the steakhouse four more times <laughs> while we're here, and so we decided to go to the steakhouse. How did? What was more than you? What, what was cost more than you thought? Because I know you planned it mm-hmm. out. You were going to do this as economically as possible. Yeah. Were there big surprises in that area? Mm, in the see. beginning, the the immunizations. Oh yeah. The amount of immunizations yeah. that was a before huge, you even left the states. Left. left the states. That was a it's huge. It's already piece. like. At least three thousand dollars just to yeah. get holy shots yeah. per person. Yellow fever. Um, I think it was total. Japanese encephalitis. Yeah. Yeah. Like every all because you've got to have them all something. at this point. Yeah. <laughs> she, the lady in the health clinic. She like yeah. asked us which countries are you going to? They have a like, form. They have a they have form, form which is like for this travel nurse, and she's it's as which a form. Which countries to? are you going to? And like, it's like three lines. Just to tell write you it the on. ones we're not going to. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Did you how planned were you were all of the places you would go or did you kind of do a, a chunk at a time or? we had the rough shell because of yeah. chasing shoulder seasons yeah but we, i never heard of shoulder seasons i'm very excited to it's know that. like yeah it's like it's for, like the it's right at the, the beginning yeah. or end of the high tourist because we are in sh- shoulder season shoulder right season now here. in puerto right. vallarta, vallarta. so everything hotels yeah. are cheaper like it's less crowded yeah. all that kind of stuff it's yeah it's and the weather good. is usually not as intense Extreme. one way or the other yeah 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 but <laughs> so we planned out we had a rough itinerary and then we knew like okay we're a couple months here and a couple months here and then we fill it in as we went 
um, along the way. Yeah. yeah. Did you play many gigs, Jeb? You're a singer-songwriter. Did um, you, I know you did a, a few. I, saw I did them. a few gigs, yeah, yeah. yeah. I played a show in Sitges, Spain at this piano bar there, which was really fun. That's cool. Um, and then I would do a lot of like little backyard or house things where because yeah. I brought a, a ukulele with right. me, this tiny ukulele. It's so Usually, cute. It's very, it's adorable. Amazon.com? Amazon.com for $39. Yeah, yeah, You can get a yeah, little Macala yeah, yeah. soprano ukulele. They did a little um, concert on the boat in Galapagos. In Galapagos, yeah, oh, organized cool. a little concert there. And then, of course, here in Puerto Vallarta, we just had two shows. What's here. the coolest animal you saw? Oh. The one that you just couldn't stop looking at. Which which one? Oh, well, of I course. Guess I can guess what yours is. Okay. One, Swimming two, three. Swimming with a penguin. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you swam with penguins? Swam with actual penguins. Like, actually <laughs> swimming with penguins in the Galapagos. These are, first of all, the most adorable penguins. They're, like, a foot high. They're, like, little bullets with tuxedos on. Right. They're so cute. They frolic and everything. And because it's the Galapagos, they're not afraid of humans. And we were just with a small tour group snorkeling through with, like, tons of fish and all these animals. And there were these little, a group of penguins on a rock. And they would dive in and swim around after the fish underwater. And we were just snorkeling among them. And at one point, like, he's swimming by me. And then I kind of dove down snorkeling. And he dove down. And I felt like we were best friends for a while. (laughs) Did you touch him? No, no, but no, you were just swimming. To. To yeah, yeah, he was like swimming, like he was, circling around. It might have, yeah, might yeah, have accidentally yeah. brushed you. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, yeah. that's so we're cool. Yeah, that was that was my favorite because I know I love penguins. We've seen penguins in various places, but that that was but the most swimming. Like, you don't experience. imagine them swimming. They're so underwater. They're underwater. so they're awesome. so fast. Yeah. and like they can just turn on a dime because on land they are awkward as anything. Yeah. And they you that, know waddle around. I think mine was when we did a safari in Africa. Uh, we had an amazing tour guide, um, and you're on the safari, you're in your own car, and so he took us, we got there as soon as the sun came up, he's like, I know where the lions are right now, <laughs> so we went chasing the lions, and we rolled down the window, and this lion is literally walking, I could have I could have run my hand through his mane. Yeah, and he was as tall as the car. As he tall as the car. huge. And it's just, just so surreal. By. Were you frightened or were you like, no? no. Okay. no. You probably should like, have been. We probably should have been frightened, but and you're and so you're not, it's gorgeous. Not like, like, it's not like so one of those zoos where they're like right there. You're on the savannah. You yeah. Know? And, it's in, and then he was walking by because he was going to this sort of lookout point. And he starts doing Calling. his call his out across the savannah. Yeah. And our guy was like, he's looking for his brother. And yeah. the rest of his pride. It was like exactly Lion like King. Lion King. Yeah. <laughs> like Lion yeah. Which we played on the radio. In the I want you guys to create a Spotify playlist with all of the songs that will take you back to oh. your adventures. Oh, that would be great. Even if it's, you know, cool. Huey Lewis, yeah. 80s right. or whatever. a lot of 80s. That'd yeah. be fun. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so before we started this, I asked each of you some questions about the other. So we're going to oh. do a little quiz. Stephen, what will, you, what will Jeb say was your scariest moment? Of your adventure, my scariest moment probably because um, we've talked about. It. I think it's Istanbul. Trying to decide whether to go to Istanbul or not. That's not what I said, but that, oh, that is a good one. Okay. Well, okay. Right. First of all, tell yeah, us yeah. why you thought Istanbul would be tricky. Um, we were on the train headed to Istanbul. Headed to the airport. <clears throat> headed to the airport to go to Istanbul uh, when the bombing of the Blue Mosque happened. Oh shit. And we were already nervous because it was our first um, primarily Muslim country. Right. Um, turns out we had no reason to be nervous. They were amazing. and we You were went ahead anyway. We yeah. went ahead anyway, but we sat on the train and That's right. had you a heart-to-heart really, heart about really whether or not yeah. it was safe to do it. Um, and we went ahead and did it, and I'm so glad we did. Yeah, but yeah, I, yeah. Was really, I was really, really scared. That's right. Wow. Okay. 
I said when what did we you say? I said when we arrived in Shanghai and that cab, uh, cab that didn't speak English took us to the middle of nowhere. Yep. And we almost got and the Shanghai. host that we were supposed to be staying with was not answering his phone or texts. And like the the you driver, got sh- you literally got Shanghai. The driver we we and the security guard, who both were just speaking Chinese and no English, were like yelling at us because yeah. we had no idea where we were supposed to go. And and I thought how did it play out? Well, turns out he just wasn't getting a signal, and they were finally able to get a hold of him, and he came down. But it was the perfect setting where they. We ended up in dark, this closed like, garage yeah. where there's no one around. Yeah, you know, you so felt like easily, okay, this is easily we could have been express and moment or kidnapped. Yeah, yeah. And, uh. and with that, with the language barrier, they may have been yelling at us like. We're here to help you, but it still sounded like, <laughs> give me all your money or you're going to die. Yeah. Okay, Jeb, what will Steven say was the most romantic destination? What will Steven say is the most romantic destination? Um, uh, I, I feel like because we got engaged there... I'm going to say that Patagonia would be the romantic. You both said Patagonia. So break it down. <laughs> you got engaged on the on the trip. We did. We did. Jeb yeah. did the proposing. I proposed yeah. to him. Did you have a ring with you the whole time? I, the I, whole time. I From the beginning. I got From a ring. I got it resized and then cleaned up before because it was my it was a family ring. It was my great grandfather's ring. Oh wow. He was a jeweler and it was his ring that had been I had gotten through through my aunt. And um, so yeah, I had to clean and resize before we left for the trip and carried it in my backpack in a secret place for 10 months while we were traveling um, and then decided... What I, made I, you think this is the right place? Well, I knew, like, from the beginning, I knew that there would likely be somewhere on the trip that would make the most sense. Well, um, and we this. hadn't killed each other we yet. Hadn't, so. Right. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll give it enough time where I... You're like, okay, I'm pretty sure other, this is... We can last the rest of our lives yeah. together. Because sometimes you'd watch on Amazing Race and you'd see p- yeah, relationships right. disintegrate yes. before your eyes. Exactly. That's, <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't want to say that's what I was. I wasn't a <laughs> test, but it kind of was a test. It was right. But you passed, so that's the good thing. And um, so and you were so, in yeah. Patagonia. So we were in Patagonia doing a hike. Argentina. It's Argentina and Chile. In Chile. It's okay. a huge area. Just beautiful, beautiful mountains and hikes and, and amazing <clears throat> untouched land everywhere. And so we were on this very big hike, and I, I put it in my pocket that day because I was like, maybe this will be the day. And then we were actually traveling with two of our friends from the States who had come down to hike and camp with us. Chris and Banning, Chris who were actually here on this here in part, part of, of our well. Vallarta gang. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, we went up this hike, and we actually nicknamed it Death Mountain because we almost died on this hike. And then we had to rename it Engagement Mountain, but that name hasn't stuck. It hasn't. It's mostly <laughs> it's always Death Mountain. It's always going to be Death Mountain. Yeah. So we <laughs> had a really perilous... Very uh, fairly. We took a wrong water. turn and, <laughs> and you almost died. And almost died. But then we got to this beautiful lookout point over the lake and we had lunch. And then after lunch, um, I we were taking some photos and then I asked our friend to just, oh, can you just take a video of us here at the lookout point? So they didn't know either. They didn't know. No Nobody knew what was happening. And then and then he took, started recording. I think I verified like five times that he was actually recording. And yeah. then I just, and then I went for it. And you just post. got so on we have it on video and, yeah. and the photos and stuff and um, and he said he said yes were you surprised I was beyond surprised um, I thought maybe at the beginning of the trip somewhere yeah. you know typical like Paris or Rome or something like that but um, after several months had gone by I'm like well he's certainly not going to do it now you know <laughs> so I was uh, not expecting it at all and plus we had just had New Year's um, a lot of our uh, a few of our friends had come down to Buenos Aires for New Year's, and it did pop into my mind that maybe it was going to be New Year's while all of our friends so were I around. So I missed a lot of Why was it his job to do it? 
Oh, we decided that a long time ago. We did. We decided that. <laughs> did you flip a coin? No, no. It was very clear because... So when we started dating, Stephen was living in San Francisco and I was living in Los Angeles. And I convinced... Stephen to move to Los Angeles. It so didn't his, take much. Convincing. It didn't take. Yeah, right. Thank you. So but, he's going to do the big move. Exactly. So you he did the big the move. So he was. Uh, yeah, and it was. He'd shown commitment. He yeah. said, "Like, okay, I did my part. Like, I moved to. <laughs> it was very clear. It was like I moved to LA for you. Like, that's my commitment part. Yeah. So I think he said. I think the phrase was and like, I wear whenever you're ready, <laughs> it's your turn. Yeah, I'm a size ten and a half. That's awesome. <laughs> okay, what? Okay, Jeb, what meal would you say Stephen would? want to eat right now if he could that you had on the trip okay i um i think you would want to eat a big bowl of vietnamese pho because that was like your favorite you kept every time after that we would try and find a big bowl what would you what would you say right now i hadn't thought about that oh is it gonna be a steak it was gonna be an argentine steak we have also recently had a lot of steak here so fuss does sound right like a big bowl let's go when we get back to la yeah because one of our first when we first arrived vietnam i don't even know what our first meal it's like this delicious chicken soup which doesn't do it justice to call it chicken soup it's just amazing. And we it's had like it their from, version of ramen. So when you're yeah. back in L.A., you can take all of us to cool food that we oh, never yeah. would have had before. Because oh, yeah. totally, L.A. Yeah. does have a lot a great, of... Yeah. That's a great, yeah. Awesome. But it was when we first arrived in Vietnam, remember, and then we went to that, like, back alley thing. It was like in somebody out of their garage. back of their garage yeah. was, like, had a big old pot of it they were serving up for... And we're like, why not? <laughs> What's the craziest thing you ate? Did you eat, like, octopus or, I don't know. Lots of octopus. Yeah, um, the craziest thing was the... craziest the... ones. We've had two here in Mexico that kind of yeah. topped the list. We ate a scorpion. The scorpion. You ate a scorpion. a scorpion. And then um, all around the Can world... Can you tell they... it was a scorpion as oh, you were putting yeah. it in your oh, mouth? Yeah. Oh. It's on our Instagram. It's clearly a scorpion. It's a, scorpion. It's a whole scorpion. Is it in chocolate or, like... We had what? to put it in guacamole. <laughs> we put it in guacamole. <laughs> so it came in because it was at the bottom of a bottle of mezcal. So it's kind of like a tequila worm, but yeah. it's, a, it's scorpion. a scorpion. And we got the last shot at the bar. I think and whoever so invented that just did it to fuck with people. Let's, Let's make, see if we can make bottle. this a thing. He poured out the bottle, and the scorpion comes out with the last yeah. shot. And so we had to eat it. So instead <laughs> of drinking it, which I don't know how you drink a scorpion... We decided to put it on a tortilla oh, chip tortilla. with guacamole, yeah. and actually, it was kind of good. It was all right. And then also here in Mexico City, a lot of places around the world they eat a lot of bugs. A lot of bugs, yeah. Which we hadn't eaten any bugs until we got here. And then finally, I'm like, you know what? We just got to do it. So I went balls to the wall and got a slice of pizza with probably about 100 crickets on it. At least 100 <laughs> crickets or whatever. It was, and yeah. I couldn't look at it and eat it. I had to, like, look up. So that I couldn't see what I was eating because mm-hmm. I just could not put a pizza wow. full of crickets. And it, but other people were buying it, and it was oh, like, yeah. a, no, no people would. It's a snack that yeah. like on the All street. The like if yeah. you just bought a bag of peanuts and you're just chomping yeah. on them, like they throughout the day, crickets. they just buy a bag wow. of crickets, these cooked crickets, and they just like and chomp was, on them all day. Well, what was great though was that the the pizza was that the crust was crunchy, yes. so it kind of mitigated so the you crunch. You just felt like it was the crust. You just like this is just the crust. But I ate the whole piece. All right, that is also on Instagram, and you can see. Him eating the pizza, but his eyes are clearly focused, like, up and away. Wow. Yeah. What meal would you say, Stephen, Jeb would want to have right now if he could? Um, oh, God, I forgot what my answer was. Um, oh, it was Japanese ramen. That's oh, right. Yes. Ding, 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 ah, ding, ding. Yes. Why was it so good? I, oh, I'd, I just I loved it. I mean, I lo- like, I love soups in general. Yeah. But I think I was just surprised at how much flavor was in, like, this little... Bowl. And also, it was really it was great because we were also expecting Japan to be so expensive, um, and like everything to be just so expensive because you read about it. 
and we just went to like where the businessmen go and have lunch okay. in this little area, and it was like eight dollars. You get this giant bowl like the size of your head. Yeah, it was oh, so, so good. good. Like it's just hot and spicy, and like yeah. the yeah, ama- like a f- amazing flavor. All right, loved it. Uh, Stephen, what was your favorite dessert on the trip? I'm not a big dessert person. Um, the only one that really comes to mind is the recent churros. I, I really love churros. That's what Jeff said yeah. he would say is okay. the churros. Good. Very good. 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 I'm more of the dessert guy, but you also were like, you I did love, love those churros. You showed me a picture and it was like a coil of yeah. like. It's, yeah, this so churro good. place in Mexico City. And anyone that goes to Mexico City that yeah. has them is always like, you've got to go try them. Yeah, because yeah. we actually had like three Two different three people. people independently. Like when we asked for recommendations, they're like, "Go to El Maro and yeah. get the get the churros." Everyone was saying it. Churros yeah. at El Maro. Yeah. It's amazing. <clears throat> All right, um, Stephen, what country had the sexiest men? I gotta go Brazil. Ding ding ding! Yeah. That's what he said. You would say it was between what Brazil and Argentina. Argentina, yeah. yeah. And and specifically the city, Rio. Rio. Yeah. yeah. Yes. They're all in the square cuts. The bathing yes, suits, and they're all just doing okay. pull-ups on the beach for no reason. Yes, yes. No, there's it's, a reason. There's yeah, a reason. it's they amazing. Know the reason, we know it's the so nice. No, the yeah. beach, like we were spending time on Ipanema Beach, which is mostly what we did while we were in Rio. Yeah. It's just like everywhere you look, are just like these beautiful, beautiful men. men. Also, but not only like because they're kind of it's like kind of an it's international, international city, so it's just yeah. like beautiful men of all types. Yeah, which is which is fantastic. Yeah. Now, um, what what country do you think has the sexiest men, Jeb? Oh, uh, for me, ooh, I probably. <laughs> I'm trying to he think didn't say Steven Brazil. He didn't say Brazil. He thought about it. I think for me it was actually Australia. Ding 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 yeah. ding, okay. ding ding yeah. ding ding yeah. ding. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. there were multiple people that looked like Thor. <laughs> That's what you like. There's a lot of Thors running I mean, around. I, I do also. I like a lot of different types of guys. I think they're yeah. beautiful, but yeah, the that sort particular of like, beast that we went to in Australia, it was. It was As a little if crazy. there was an audition for Thor. And did, <laughs> yeah, Bondi Beach. That's it was like the, the Thor stand-ins were just audition. hanging out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we're going to wrap it up pretty soon. Stephen, what did you learn about Jeb on this that you didn't know before you started? Um, probably his crisis management skills because I don't think we'd ever been in a space where we were um, needing to confront some of the crisis crisis is a strong word but you know right. some of the things that we've had to go through and he um is because he can get impassioned but he is very good at not just calming himself down but calming the situation down he's almost like that x-men character that has that ability to like Ooh. calm things down around him <laughs> not halle berry <laughs> the opposite oh, the halle berry. Yeah. um so he's very very good at that and that's a very useful trait especially when you're my partner Hmm. There you go. <laughs> now, what did you learn about Steven that you didn't know before? Um, I I learned... Gosh, I, think, I feel like I learned a lot. But I think, like, what I learned was... I don't know if this is something I learned, but I was always sort of impressed and surprised by him over and over again, where I sort of, like, maybe have underestimated him a little bit, where, like, he would just always kind of... I don't know, like, if there was, no matter what was happening, like, I could always rely on him 100%. I mean, I guess I always kind of knew that, but it was, like, kind of amped it up. Well, you were lot. trying it in a million different situations. Yeah. You were, like, yeah. road testing all and of also, And also, I think, like, I learned how he's, Stephen, he's really good. You're right here, so it's weird to address you in the third person. <laughs> but how you're really good at, like, making things happen. Like, 
I like I'm a little indecisive, and I would want to do things. You just be like, we just need to make a choice and do this, and just kind of get. We're eating the crickets. Done. That's yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that was like a really I don't know, very amazing, and you know, led to the the trip being really amazing. But I think mostly it was I think what I learned was just how deeply I can I can trust Stephen, and how like. There, there's like no question. He's like fully my. He's gonna show know, up. Rock. He's gonna show up. Yeah, the rest of our lives. What did? How are you different now than when you oh. set off on this adventure? It's a tough question. Yeah, because <laughs> I feel like we're really. I think we're very different, but we don't realize yet in what ways we're different until we like get back home and start kind of processing the whole thing. Yeah, I think definitely one thing already for me, and it even started before the trip. Once we started paring down and cutting back to be able to afford the trip is I think my definition of need and want is right. that scale has shifted so right. much you know where I've got to have this Kiehl's moisturizer or I think I'm about like useless exactly mm-hmm. all this stuff that was in my kitchen because right. I had to have the exact perfect utensil oh, yeah, yeah. like the grapefruit spoon because right. you can't eat a grapefruit without a grapefruit spoon yeah. oh, no. <laughs> you know and yeah, why how... don't you just wipe your ass with your hand <laughs> I mean yeah. Um, so I think that is definitely one thing that's very, very different about me. That you're less materialistic. Stuff is less important. Stuff, yeah, yeah. Stuff is less important, and people and experiences are so much more important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think the idea, like the biggest things that probably shifted, is just priorities in life. Of priorities like what are, what are the things that are really important? And a lot of it is it's about people and experiences and and, and you know those kind of things that you can have that aren't aren't. They're not free, but they're like they're not based on material things or about money. Um, like that. I think also for me, I do feel like I've gained a lot of self confidence in a lot of ways that I that I maybe didn't have because in going through an adventure like this, you are put to the test yeah. over and over and over again, and you kind of you do realize your own strengths in a way that you maybe don't in normal life, and and then you kind of come back with this sense of self confidence, like okay, this is what I have to offer, and and this is kind of. You know priorities I have, and I'm going to make it happen. So I think you have a lot more of that sense. And patience. If oh yeah, if anything. <laughs> well, this you're trip talking about like super long bus rides. What's so, a chicken? Yeah. Bu- you talked about a chicken bus. Chicken bus. What's a chicken a, bus? So they like, through um, Guatemala, through different countries in many countries in South America, they recycle old American school buses and they okay. turn them into their public transit. And why do they call them chicken buses? I don't know. I think it's because people call them chicken buses because it's not abnormal to be seated next to someone with like a oh, big a bag chicken. of chickens yeah. or right. a box of chickens yeah. or, right. or just a chicken flying around. Yeah. So literally, like, they would, for example, we were on a bus and it came up to our stop where we had to switch to another bus and the bus is still moving and they're throwing our stuff from the top of one bus to the top of another bus as yeah. we're jumping out the back of the bus like to get on the, the other emergency bus, exit out the, the emergency back. exit out of the back and they're all moving. Yeah. <laughs> you had to change buses while they were both moving. They were, yeah, they were moving, I mean, yeah. They and you were, didn't speak the language. No, no. no. They were saying combio chicken bus, combio chicken yeah. bus. Yeah, you know, and, and maybe they call them chicken buses because you can't be a chicken to ride. Maybe them. that's true. Yeah. Yeah. We did ride. see those other <laughs> tourists, that guy and that girl, and like they were also trying to get out the back of the bus, and while it was moving, and the girl was like left behind, he was like throwing his bag out to her. And it was just a crazy mess for all the gringos involved. If you were going to live any of these places that you went, are there places where you're like, I could live here? Oh, yeah. Definitely. We have a list. We have a running list. Yeah. Yeah. What's on it? Spain. Spain is on it. New Uh, Zealand. New Zealand is on it. I think France. Like, most of, like, Northern Europe is on it. Southern France. Southern France. Um, Mexico might be on it now. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think there's a lot of places. You talked a lot about Spain since I've been around here. It yeah. sounds like it was just wonderful. Oh, Spain mm. was just wonderful, I think. And and it's hard to even describe why it's so nice, because just when you say it's the food and the wine, and it just sounds like you're just eating and drinking all the time. Well, but certain people just know how to live. It's yes. Spanish. Right? The Spanish The do. Spanish know how to yeah, live. Yeah. They value the right things. Absolutely. Yeah. It's um, So a day starts around 10, and they get up and have... Breakfast, intercourse. and they go oh, to say something else. <laughs> <laughs> probably. probably intercourse, and then yeah. breakfast. They go to the market, and then have a huge uh, lunch. Yeah. And they and, and on they the way to the market, they stop and say hi to like Stay twenty friends. Everyone. Yeah, so it's it's a lot. It's just about food, good food, and community, and friends, and mm-hmm. wine, and enjoying but also life. Amazing art, awesome architecture. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Beautiful beaches, beaches, the countryside, the men, the clothing. I mean, it's it's all of the things. It's what I kind of expected Italy to be like, right? Mm. So that sort of under the Tuscan sun, yeah, type of mentality, right? That's what I felt about Spain. That's what you felt about Spain. You told a story about New Zealand where you hurt yourself Mm -hmm. and you went to their hospital or their doctor, and it was like a hundred bucks, and you're out the door. Yep, yep, yeah. they um, in New Zealand they got rid of all um, litigation, like third party liability laws. Where like some, I tripped over your thing, I'm going to sue you. Slip, you slip on my sidewalk, yeah, and, I'm gonna, me, and then yeah. I'm going to counter sue you because you shouldn't have been walking there because right. there was right. a cost. So they got rid of they all, of all of that. It saved them millions okay. and millions of dollars, and instead they instituted these um, these places called accident and emergency, the A and E. The A and E. So it's kind of like a. Um, Health clinics, just a fund. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a cl- these ser- these clinics all over the country. These A and E clinics that anyone, anyone can go can to, use, whether you live there or not. And so, as a non-resident, I was able to go. Um, it was a hundred bucks. I got to see a doctor. She took her time with me, told me exactly what I needed to do, and it was cost me a hundred bucks. I twisted my ankle in the states, and the same thing happened there, and it cost me thousands of dollars. Yeah. And I have insurance. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So it was really interesting seeing seeing the difference again, difference between countries that we yeah. wouldn't have wouldn't have ever heard about in the U.S. I love it. Yeah, well, it's been so fun rounding out your trip with you down here. It was such a great group of friends. Yeah. We're so glad you came down. It was the best because yeah. I I put your picture on my vision board for 2016, mm-hmm. and yeah. I didn't meet up with you in 2016, it's but I still enough. did it. I, yeah. I pulled it's it off. It's yeah. close. Um, you were playing a song on your ukulele that I'd never heard before. Uh, oh, this, yes. Do you want to take us out with the, that song? Yeah, let's do it. It's kind okay. of in like the, the anthem. It's the anthem of this weekend for me because I had never heard it before. Yeah, it's a beautiful song. It's by originally. Uh, little, it's a group called Little Big Town. Little Big Town. And um, it's a song called Happy People. All right, we're going we're gonna to take you out with Jeb on the ukulele yeah. singing Happy People. What would your advice be to somebody that's thinking about taking an extended trip somewhere? Just do it. Just, Just do, do it. it. Pull I the mean, trigger. Pick a date Pull somewhere the out there and then... Buy your first plane ticket. Yeah. Stop going to Starbucks. Stop going out to dinner. Yeah. Right. Save, save some money. money. Just start and researching and pick a date first, and yeah. then you'll be forced That's to That's a good thing. You, you pick a date, you buy a ticket, and you're like, I'm leaving. And yeah. tell some friends that you're going to do it, because yeah. then they can help kind of hold you yeah. accountable. Yeah. Once yeah. you tell people you're doing it, then you really got to do it. That's <laughs> awesome. It's inspiring, and I love it. It's been fun following you all along on Thanks, uh, Instagram. Okay. Thank you. There we go. Happy people don't cheat Happy people don't lie They don't judge or hold a grudge or don't criticize Happy people don't hate Happy people don't steal So the hurt is sure and worth all guilt they'd feel So if you want to know the secret 
can't buy, you gotta make it. And you're never gonna be it by taking someone else's away. Steven just jumped in on Every harmony. Take it for granted. You ain't gotta understand it. It's to whatever puts a smile on your face. Or whatever makes you happy, people. Happy people don't fail. Happy people just learn. Don't get there above the push and shove. They just wait their turn. They always got a hand or a dollar spare. You know the golden rule and what you're going through, even if they never been there. So if you want to know the secret, you can't buy, you gotta make it. And you're never gonna be it taking someone else's away so never take it for granted you ain't gotta understand it it's too whatever puts a smile on your face or whatever makes you happy people mm-hmm. and life is short and love is rare and we all deserve to be happy while we're here so if you want to know the secret, you can't buy it, gotta make it. And you're never going to be it by taking someone else's away. So never take it for granted, you ain't got to understand it. It's to whatever puts a smile on your face. Whatever makes you happy, people. Yay! That was awesome! Thank you, I guys. was like, it was like being on the Oprah show where you guys were the musical act and I was Oprah pretending I knew the words and mouthing them when I, <laughs> when I don't know the words. Perfect. It's like, I love it. I love Perfect. it. Okay, this has been such a treat. I oh, love hearing you, about Jeff. all thank your you. adventures and thanks for doing this podcast. Yeah, of course. Thank you. All right, you. love you guys. Love you too. Bye. 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 Thanks again to Jeb Havens and Stephen Lee and thanks for the little musical ending. Wasn't that cool? Wasn't that fun and nice? I love that. All right. So this happened. Well, I went to Puerto Vallarta. Um, I'll share some other highlights of the trip with you. It was a really great group. I knew maybe half of them before we went, and the other half were other friends of Jeb and Stevens. It was about, I think, nine of us all together. It was really fun, Um, although a few people got sick uh, at different intervals, uh, as is sometimes the situation in Mexico. I managed to somehow not, and I ate and, and... you know, imbibed. I didn't drink though alcohol, but I, I did some serious uh, salsa and guacamole damage. But luckily, I I still feel okay. Um, we did one boat outing that ended up being a disaster. It was uh, sold to us as one thing, and it ended up being this other thing where we were on this really big like ferry barge on these plastic chairs for two hours to go to this beach, and then you found out you couldn't actually go to the beach, so you'd just be around the boat like. So we took another boat and got off and uh, cut our losses. But um, we played games. I brought I brought one DVD. They had a, a DVD player down there. And um, I brought The Handmaiden, this uh, Korean film from last year. And it was the only DVD I had. And I was like, let's watch this. It's supposed to be really good. And it is. It's, it's like this really twisty thriller. And it's beautiful to look at. But it's full-on uh, lesbian sex action in the movie. And at one point, I think that the director was employing what we refer to as the vag cam. I think it was a POV shot. But um, 
as we, you know, as like some of the people I didn't know very well, and I'm like, let's watch this movie, and I was like, <laughs> but we enjoyed it. It's a good film. So it just uh, it wasn't in a, it wasn't this sort of stately foreign film you might expect. It was uh, pretty. It, it would be in a good double feature with the movie Bound. Um, what else was fun? I don't know. It was just a great getaway. Uh, my friend Matt Zarley, who uh, has been on the podcast before, he and Jeb played a show. Uh, a couple of shows, actually, of music at this uh, gay cabaret space called The Red Room. I mean, I think it's gay. I mean, it's gay enough. Um, and that was fun. Um, it was just great. And uh, I'm reading All the Light You Cannot See, that book, and I'm really into it. Although, there's a lot of World War II trauma happening. So, um, I guess that's about it. Um, thanks for listening, and uh, I will catch you next time on Dennis Anyone. Bye! <laughs>